Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. This week we have a guest and for once it's me interviewing the guest instead of Tara. I don't usually do this as much as she does. And I have Chantal Imbach with me who is from Photos in Order and also from the DIY Photo Organising Podcast. And she's here to help us with our photo clutter. And what we're going to be talking about today is our physical photos. So we're going to probably have another episode with Chantal again uh, or with Fiona, her co-host, uh, talking about digital photos. But we're going to be talking about our physical photos today. So anyone who's under 30, <laughs> you might not have any of these floating around. Um, but uh, I'm sure that there are going to be plenty that are going to need this help. So Chantelle, welcome. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. No worries at all. Well, thank you. You're going to save us all. Uh, <laughs> what, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became a specialist photo organiser? Mm. Well, I started out as a home organiser at first, um, like eight years back or something. <laughs> it seems mm. like ages ago. A billion years ago, yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> oh, no. And, yeah, I did that for a few uh, for a few years and then I discovered that there is a niche called photo organising, but I sort of stumbled into that because, as you can hear uh, from my accent, <laughs> I'm not Australian <laughs> by birth, so... <laughs> We moved over from Switzerland in 2007 with two toddlers in tow. Mm -hmm. And I was already, you know, always interested in photography and managed them well and all. And moving so far away from home and leaving all the family back home in Switzerland sort of made the photos even more important because they became mm. a means to stay connected and to share all the exciting stuff that we went through yeah. so I got more interested in that and then I started the organizing business and then also Black Saturday happened uh, which was really an eye-opener for us because in Switzerland you're not used to deal with um, natural disasters like that and mm. it was a shock and we weren't affected we in that way that we lost anything we didn't but it you know the whole backing up thing became even more important and then I signed up with the association of photo organizers just to learn how to manage my own photos better yeah. and sort of they pulled me in <laughs> And it just and grew from there. It grew from there and I let drop the home organising and I only do the photos now and I just love it. It was like, you know, yeah, <laughs> fell into that niche and, and yeah. yeah, it's great. And now it's your thing. Yeah. Uh, for those mm -hmm. that aren't in Australia, Black Saturday was mm. a horrendous wildfire, bushfire um, event here mm -hmm. in Australia uh, and it's claimed oh how many lives I don't know but too I can't many, remember many. a few hundred yeah yeah it was really really bad yeah. and there were yeah thousands of homes lost and yeah. so yeah that's yeah. that's pretty much what what Chantel's talking about there is people losing their things due to natural disasters like the those fires mm. 
So do you work mostly with digital or do you also work with our physical photos as well? I do both. I sort of Mm. specialised in digital but, you know, one often or usually actually doesn't come without the other one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's just and we're still a generation that has both. It might change over time but even then, you know, you mentioned before like if you under 30 (laughs) you might not have that problem but you actually might because you might have inherited physical prints and you know what Mm. to do with these so we still all have these things and there's not just the photos we've got old slides we might have old movie reels that um, are lying around somewhere or that we inherit and and Mm. then we need to convert them to keep them to save them that's a good question about conversion. We'll get to that a little bit mm. later. So if we if we sort of, I mean, I'm just sort of thinking from my experience. So the way that I have my photos in my house and as a, I mean, I'm a declutter coach more than organiser, but as, a, as someone in the industry, I really probably should have it all sorted out. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I don't have it too bad. I've got a, a storage place on a bookshelf in our office where I keep all our old albums with mm-hmm. all of our um, printed stuff, all the sort of pre, well, I think it was 2003 I got a digital camera. So yeah. pre-2003 all of that stuff is printed and in albums in the bottom of our bookcase in those big chunky photo albums. Yes. <laughs> And then I have about three or four photo boxes, which are for the size of the four by sixes. Don't yeah, know what that yeah. would be in inches. Yeah. Um, or it is inch. No, that is inch. That yeah, is. Four by yes, six yes, is inch. Yes, yeah. Yes. So I've got four by six, three or four photo boxes where I've got loose photos mm-hmm. and they're organized by sort of decade. Mm-hmm. I guess so they're pretty organized I know where they are and then I've got a big stash of uh, all of my negatives as well in a box right, they're just yes, shoved yes, in they're yes. not sorted yeah. in any way at yeah. all yeah <laughs> they're just in, it's like a shoebox method for me uh, and so that's that's my setup and I would expect yeah. that that would be pretty average setup the only thing that I don't really have that my clients have is the is photos sort of stashed in odd places mm-hmm. in an unorganised way. So mm-hmm. I find a lot with my clients that they're particularly anxious about their photos because they find them all over the place. They'll find yes. them in yeah. tubs of random tubs of memorabilia. They'll find them in mm. um, bookshelves, in folders, in plastic sleeves, sort of scattered mm-hmm. all over the place. <laughs> so I guess that I think would be familiar to many people that are listening um, yes. and for you yeah. as well having worked with people like that. Mm-hmm. It's very So difficult. how do we go about? getting control of it right so <laughs> where do you even start <laughs> exactly. that's what I'm asking <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah look it's pretty much like with any organizing or decluttering project you start with a vision you need to mm-hmm. stop for a moment and think about your goals what do you want to achieve why do you want to do this because look it's not a project that is going to be done in a couple of hours on a rainy Sunday afternoon. Um, that's not happening. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> um, so there's no magic well on, unfortunately. So that it pays off to actually think about what do I want to achieve? What is my goal? Um, what do I want with my prints? Is one of my goals to scan them? Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, one of the goals would be to along the way to declutter <laughs> to minimize the collection, mm-hmm. because yes, we did take fewer photos before digital photos, 
And it's not that huge overwhelm that we might have with our digital photos because the numbers are much, much lower. But mm. when you start sorting a collection, you will soon realize that you've got many pictures that they don't need to be in the collection and you can let go of them. But before mm. you get there, the why is really important to, to know that because what I just mentioned about the decluttering part especially, that's when you will possibly come back to your why and it will make it easier for you to decide what to keep and what not when you know exactly where we're going with it. Mm. So some of the, I was just thinking one of the whys that I've talked to my clients about is not to necessarily declutter the photos so Mm -hmm. much, but I mean, that is definitely consideration, but to declutter how much space they take up in their current storage as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that would be a why. And then Mm -hmm. I think another thing would be, do you talk to people about who it is that you're keeping them for? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially in the printed world, mm. it is it is pretty common that it is about legacy. People want mm. to leave a photo legacy and they want to do that before it's too late. So they want to sort it, they want to go through it, declutter, they want to add stories because this is what it's all about. When you think about why do we even take photos in the first place, mm. we take photos to tell a story but a photo alone can be very deceptive if it's totally free to interpretation so Mm. if if you have a really important story the photo can help to tell that story but it's still good to have it in words and this is when at a certain point in life and look the typical client is not like a 25 year old who does that it's more Mm. you know maybe retirees or 50 plus, let's say. Yeah. And they want to leave that legacy and they want to sort it all. And and also oftentimes downsizing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that might oftentimes be the trigger because, as you say, it takes up a lot of space. Um, oh, I We had a know. client once that we downsized for and there were, if you imagine your standard linen cupboard with mm-hmm. a double door sort mm-hmm. of wide linen cupboard there were three of those full of those big thick albums of wow. photos <laughs> they were <laughs> yeah, massive travelers yeah. yeah they were massive right. travelers and it was yes. left it was left to their family yes. to to deal with those yes. and obviously yeah. there would have been a lot that would have gone because the photos yeah. that were taken in their travels were taken of the things they saw mm-hmm. so that they could yes. remember what they yeah. saw. And yeah. that's not as important to their family that's, later. What's yeah. important are the photos of them. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a high yeah. volume in, in that, some that's homes. A, that's a really good point. And I can say from my personal experience, when I flew back to Switzerland a few years ago, and especially for the photos, to visit mum, and we worked on our family photo collection, the printed one, and we sorted everything with the goal to digitize it. And mm-hmm. we decluttered big time and we sorted everything. And these are exactly the photos that went, all the landscapes, the sceneries, all that. And mm. what we kept was photos of people. It's always the people that are important. Yes, you know, of course, you keep a few landscape or travel photos. Of course, that's that's fine. But you don't need 
you know, mm. 50 pictures of a beach or something. Yeah. Nobody's going to be interested in that. Um, yeah, and they and can it Google it probably. Like, yes, that's it. You know, <laughs> if, if you were in Paris, and this is actually, again, from personal experience, and I also observe that with clients, once you've gone through that, you will change how you take pictures. Mm. Because imagine you're going to Paris. Well, you know, trip of a lifetime, and you take pictures of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> well, that's great, and everyone does it, me included. But this is going to be a meaningless picture. What will be meaningful is a picture of you in mm. front of the Eiffel Tower because it tells the story of you being there. Mm. As you said, on the internet, you know, you can download a better picture of the Eiffel yeah. Tower. <laughs> you or you can buy a postcard, whatever. Um, yeah. These are the... the that's the difference. And once you start working with photos, and I know a lot of people struggle with the sheer idea of throwing out photos. <laughs> but when you start a project, and especially if it's a big one, it will become easier because, yeah. you know, just due to the sheer amount of photos. And you'll and like get you more said, rigorous and just throw them yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, once you know your why, yes. that helps you as well. Yeah. It's like, why yeah. am I keeping this so that I have a yeah. billion photos of the Eiffel Tower? Am I keeping this yeah. so that I remember going to the Eiffel Tower? Yes. Um, or mm. so that my great-grandchildren can see that yeah. I went to the Eiffel Tower, yeah. you know, if, you know mm. and and what if the Eiffel Tower disappears in 10 years for some reason, you know, <laughs> look, I was there, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so right. I think the, the why, yeah, the why is mm -hmm. a really, really mm -hmm. important step. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. after we've got our why, so we mm -hmm. might have the aim to maybe reduce the volume yeah. that yeah. or the space that our photos are taken. We might be wanting to digitise and then either store or cull the photos mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. We might be simply wanting to have them organised so that we mm -hmm. can find them when we want them. So then once we've worked out what that why is, what's our next step? The next step would be to go and gather everything. As you mm -hmm. said, you know, photos are hiding sometimes in, well, if it's in an obvious place, they're not hiding, are they? <laughs> like a photo <laughs> album. You, you have your shelf with your photo albums. You've got the boxes where they're in. So that's pretty easy, you know. Um, and you don't mm. need to do that because you, you're organised. But I've um, done mine already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are photos in many more places. Oftentimes, you know, people use them as bookmarks. They, <laughs> they appear yeah. out of books. They're in photo frames. Um, yes, the, the tubs the of photo frames yeah, that aren't yeah. on the wall that we find in yes. garages and things like that, they've all got photos in them as well. Yes, yeah. yeah. They, they might be in, you know, still in the envelopes that came from the developer, pretty much mm. untouched. Uh, that was <laughs> had the majority of my mom's photos <laughs> were stored, <laughs> which was actually a great thing because it's easier to they're sort pre -organized. loose, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's easier to sort loose photos than albums because yeah. you know that's a whole different thing with the albums, what to do with them and their albums and albums. So <laughs> there are mm -hmm. these magnetic albums as they called in the industry. These are the ones with the sticky back. And you've got oh, the yeah. transparent um, sheet that comes over it. They're really bad for the photos. So, you know, we always encourage people to get the photos out of these. But you might have beautifully done scrapbooks. You don't want to take them apart and destroy mm. them necessarily. So there's a different approach than to these sort of 
album. So it's not one size fits all or one solution that will fit, you know, be suitable for all the different types of, of the photos. Yeah. Um, yeah, but gathering everything and roughly sorting it into, you know, you've got a pile of albums, you've got a pile of loose photos, then you've got a box with photos that are still in the developer's album um, envelopes, <laughs> then you might have a box with negatives like you do. This is actually what I always recommend when people ask about negatives. I always say, look, keep them as a backup, but don't go through the pain of sorting and just throw them in a box. <laughs> so, yeah, because the yeah. chances of you needing them, yeah. It's you don't want to put all that effort, yeah. 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 And that's the thing is, you know, yeah. you you, you, you want to be efficient where you make the most yes. effort yeah. and you're not going to make yeah. a lot of effort looking, so you don't need yeah. to be efficient in the storage yeah. of it, yeah. So the, the gathering would be the next step um, and that doesn't have to take very long. Mm. necessarily um so in in that having said that what i always recommend is to to also sort of prepare your environment your space for that project mm. because as you can imagine you need some space to spread out yeah um you can't do that on a tiny kitchen table um so and it doesn't happen in five minutes either no, so if you need doesn't. that table again yeah you, you sort of and ideally yeah. you'd have like a spare room that is you know sort of also a nice place to be in because you'll spend some time in there and light mm. and not draft in something where the pet uh if you've got pets for example you don't want to have the cat walk over your neatly piled <laughs> photos and pre-sorted and then it's you start all over again um yep. things like that or if you've got little kids it's the same you know but it ideally you have a space where you can leave it all out so if yeah. you don't have one of those spaces, mm. I think it would be a little bit a little bit mm. more work um, yes. because yeah. you'd have to pack up yes. and set up and pack yeah. up. Yeah. So yeah. would you then recommend that they do something like have have boxes that, that to sort into yes. so that they can be quickly yes. stacked and put away? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't matter what they look like, does it? No. You can just use shoe that, boxes Yeah, for that sorting yeah. phase, shoe boxes are totally fine. doesn't matter mm. what. It's We don't recommend them, of course, to archive photos. They're not mm. good for them. But temporarily, any box is fine. What works really well, too, for a lot of people, even though I'm not a fan of too much plastic, but Ziploc bags, they work oh, fine, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, um, but like you great. said, not long yeah. term because they're not archive quality plastic. They're they? not, but they don't actually mm. damage the photos either. So, oh, don't they? but it's not it's not a great option. Um, yeah, for long term, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, no. yeah, but short term they can work yeah. well. Yeah. So, totally. what are the most popular categories that people group their photos into? Yeah, that's always a huge discussion. Um, mm. but basically, I see it as in two options plus a hybrid, <laughs> most people go for chronological sorting yeah. because it sort of makes a lot of sense. Also, when you tell a story, oftentimes, normal, most of the time, you do it chronologically. Mm. Um, but some people, they think more in terms of events or topics, and that's fine yeah. too. So if – and what you just mentioned before – uh, with somebody who travels a lot and has heaps of travel photos, you can even mix and match. So you can say, you know, okay, my principal sorting is chronological by year and months or whatever, mm-hmm. and but I will have certain topics that I 
keep out of there so one topic would be travel and then maybe within that you would if you travel a lot you could have a category europe travel and u.s travel or australia oh, yeah. or whatever and then within that possibly years so you mix the chronological and the topical and yeah. that's okay. you know whatever works best for you and if you're not sure think about how do you sort your photos in the digital world Mm-hmm. Do you think rather chronologically, <laughs> or list- you know, <laughs> most of our listeners are like, "What you sort the oh. photos? I've just got a, <laughs> yeah, three, ten thousand of them on my on one folder <laughs> on my drive." <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I had the same discussion with my mum with her photos. It's like, yeah. I think very chronologically, um, yes. and so mm-hmm. I'm always if I go looking for a photo. Well, no, I'll, I'll clarify this because I actually have an exception, but I, I think. <laughs> I think that when I go looking for a photo, I'll go looking chronologically. But then, and this is where the importance of that other sorting Mm -hmm, method comes mm -hmm. up, but then there are other times where I just need to find one photo and this is where Mm -hmm. you're going to help me. I'm going to have lots of questions in our digital (laughs) episode, Chantel, because um, my digital, I've got it organised but not well enough. And so when I go looking for a photo, so if mum says to me, you know, where's that photo? Mm Mm-hmm of you and and zoe and you're wearing that red top <laughs> that's what she'll ask me yeah. and that's so that i'll have to go looking for and i'll be like oh my god i <laughs> barely remember that photo which means i don't remember when, when it was yeah. so if i don't remember when it was i'm not going to yes. remember where it is yeah. stored so yeah. that kind of mm-hmm. and mum mum thinks in events and right. i think in time and so when we're trying to work out photos you know yeah. together yeah. it's a little bit tricky because you know she'll be mm. like you know i will but i want to go looking for a photo of karen yeah. i want all my photos yes. of karen together and so i'm like yeah. yeah but then you've got photos of karen when she's five and then photos of karen yeah. when she's 50 and <laughs> how like what if you go you know and it's sort of it's yeah it's yeah. a big thing and this is where I think a lot of people get caught up in this yeah and you touch on something that is really really important I always recommend don't ever sort by person because you will run into so much trouble that the a person is not always alone on a photo (laughs) exactly that (laughs) was my first thought what do you do because the last thing we want to do is create duplicates because there are five people in the photo and you want to store them with each of them. You don't want to mm. do that. You can do that in the digital world a lot easier. There's ways to do that. But mm. in the printed photo world, I think, in my view, it's really you go chronological or by theme or you mix the two, but don't do anything else because mm. you will run into issues with that and, you know, it's it's just not gonna work what you touched on that you think differently from uh, uh compared to your mom what can help there is something i call the timeline so when we okay. start a photo project that's a good thing to have a list of i've got templates for that and and you can create your own it's really easy so basically every year you can work for example in a quarter so you've got a year and i do have a, a list with the months And as you start sorting photos or, you know, anytime really something pops into your mind, oh, remember that trip there, you write it down in your list, in your timeline, and that way you sort of create like a reference file. And then you can go and like, oh, you know, oh, when when did I go to that trip? Or, you know, when did so-and-so come for Christmas and visit us? If you've got that in, in your list, and this is a document that grows over time. 
mm. or as you do these things and this can work th- that helps for digital and and printed photos i've got a simple worksheet in my for my personal collection where i have noted all my trips and if i'm not sure i can go back to that sheet and check oh yeah that's when i was in you know southern england for three weeks or something that's where the photo belongs to and then it's easy to date the photo that that helps that helps a lot a timeline yeah oh okay do you hear that mum we're going to do a timeline for you (laughs) (laughs) she's listening going okay we'll do that when i whenever i can get to see her again she's in victoria so i I haven't seen her since february Mm. oh dear yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll get we'll do a timeline, Mum, and we'll yeah. um, get those photos <laughs> sorted. And uh, and then that's just the physical ones. I think yes, she's mostly yes. sorted with the physical ones, but I think the timeline will help with retrieval. And then the, her digital yeah. ones are a whole different yes. story. Yeah, mm. yeah. We'll get to that too, Mum. I'm going to have Chantel back, so so okay. So that's what about storage? Yeah. So. <sighs> Once you've gathered everything and sorted everything and decluttered, hopefully. <laughs> oh, we didn't um, talk about decluttering. Let's, let's go back to decluttering a bit decluttering. more. Have you got anything else okay. to share with us on, on that? Yeah, okay. So, you know, in organising, we often hear that um, you only want to touch things once or, you know, not like 10 times. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yep. With sorting photos, it's a bit different, I find, because it, this is like almost impossible to do um Mm. so once you've gathered everything what i would and you've decided let's say you go chronological then you do a quick first sort so you take that envelope you open it oh yeah that was 88 you have a post-it you write 88 and you've got your first pile you take the next one oh yeah that was 71 put it on a different pile and you don't even look at the photos Okay. If you're not sure, it goes in a box unsure and you can deal with that later. And this is quite a quick sort, actually. And mm. then you go, then you've got your pile from, you know, 85 and then you do the fine sorting. That's when you sit down and when you open that envelope or take that pile of photos and go through them and throw out what you don't want to keep. Yeah. And what I always recommend, you know, in you don't want to write the same thing on 20 photos like <laughs> Christmas 85. <laughs> you know, who's got time to do that? So take index cards and write the information there and say Christmas 85. And if there's a little, you know, um, story or something that comes to mind, write it on that index card as well. Have that on top and idea. the photos behind it. And then you take the next envelope and you say, oh, that was you know, um, winter holiday that same year. And you do the same thing. You call, you do the index card and you say, okay, July was before December and you sort them already in a chronological order within the year. And you might have some, you know, just some miscellaneous snapshots. So you call that, you know, miscellaneous or whatever. And yeah, like a random shot of the backyard like that, that you don't right, know. Yeah. yeah. yeah and when it you, was, yeah. you work po- through that pile for pile and, it then at the end you deal with the uncertain ones and because you've done everything else it will become a lot easier and say okay oh that cool hairstyle you know (laughs) in the 80s (laughs) Mm, that must have been in the 80s let's see and then you, you you possibly can 
place the photo or date it at least approximately and you don't have to go yeah. and play detective for hours to find out the exact date of course but you know that it, it can be slotted into more or less the right spot and and that yeah. way you work through your pulse and a little extra tip there when I did that with mum she the plan was that she does that while I start scanning but pretty okay. quickly she said I can't do that can you hold the photos for me and mm -hmm. so we did that together and for her because she didn't touch them it became a lot easier for her to say yeah that stays no throw it throw it no that goes 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 and this mm -hmm. yes we keep and it became actually quite a quick process and of course you know you start talking about stories as you go but not too much and if you work with somebody or if you don't do that alone um it helps that you can keep each other on task and not you know yeah. for go Get into distracted. that down that rabbit warren and you know talk for know, an hour yeah. about one photo <laughs> I, I still i know with a few clients i've been like you know we start chatting and then i realize yeah. what's happening i'm like oh no hang on we can you have you get a chance to do all of this once it's organized. Yes. You can sit down and yes. go through it then. So you just exactly. have to remind yourself, like, yeah. when it's all organized, I'll sit down and I'll enjoy all of this. Yes. But right yeah. now I just have to be a yeah. bit more um, clinical, yes. otherwise it's going to take me yeah. a month. Mm. Yeah. And I always actually, because I had such a great experience to do that with my mom and I heard stories that I had never heard before. It was mm. really, it connected us on a whole different new level, which was awesome. So I, since then I recommend to everyone, if you have another family member or a child who wants to do that with you, do it. You know, it's yeah. such a great experience. And, yeah, it's it's just something that I find is wonderful. If you have the opportunity, I would totally do that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're yeah. right. I think that would be a great opportunity to to share, to, mm. to, to share mm. stories and experiences. Yeah. yeah, and you could do a yeah. you could do a um, what's the word a, uh, a contra deal. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you all you both sit down together and do one one of yeah. your photos, and then you go to the other house and do the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it could be a friend, you know, just someone who keeps you a bit accountable and on on task. Yeah. Because it can be a big job. Um. And as you say, you know, once it's sorted, then the question comes up and you will have decided that in your wife probably or hopefully that, you know, do I want to scan? Do I just want to archive them and maybe pass them on to the kids, you know, mm. all organised and good in a box but not scanned? Anything you want, it's fine. You don't have to scan. Um, mm. Scanning is just simply the only way you can back up a print. And... Yeah, it, if you don't yeah. have, if you know you don't have the, yes. um, yeah. um, what's yeah. the word, uh, negative. Yes, yes, yep. that's correct. And yep. also with these albums, especially these beautiful scrapbooks that people have sometimes, it could mm. be an option to scan the albums. There are, you know, you can scan the whole pages. You don't have to pull them apart. But there are that's ways to idea. do these things, yeah. And if your scan is not big enough, there'll be a service available yes. that will be able yes. to do it for you. Yes. Yeah, totally, yep. yeah. Because yep. some of those albums are quite large. Yes, they're large and heavy. Um, mm. Yeah, that's true. And sometimes some people choose to scan the albums as pages and then recreate the book as a printed photo book, 
which so ah. you, they'll have the content but it's a lot smaller and lighter of course yeah yeah, yeah. and the work isn't wasted you know no, you still get to no. enjoy all of the the beautiful layouts yeah. and the work that that person yeah. put into doing those albums. that's right yeah, yeah. Yeah. Albums do take up a lot of space and yes. one of the things I've done with a couple of clients is, and I, I haven't yet done it with my own photos because I haven't run out of space, like I've mm. got <laughs> space allocated, but there's been times where I sort of looked and thought I might get rid of a couple of albums but yeah. I just haven't got around to it and they, yeah. they're okay there, they've got their spot. Mm. But when there is a spa- when there are space issues and downsizing is required, one of the things I've done with a couple of clients is to remove all of the photos from the albums, yeah. then um, choose half of the albums to keep and then refill those mm. albums with the best of and then put the yeah. rest in boxes. Does yeah. that work as well? Yeah, that makes total yeah. sense. And if you do have albums, you know, obviously you've got already or you already made a decision in the past, this is a good shot, I want that to be in an mm. album. Um, so we call that, you know, if, if the shot is really good, that's the album we see shot and these are the ones that we recommend to scan. And all okay. the rest can basically go in a box. Um, yeah. So th- there are also the ABCs of photo organising that our um, association founder has come up with so the oh. a is the album we see that's the most precious ones mm-hmm. then the b is the box as you just said oh, yeah. and the c is the can as in rubbish and then oh. the s so it's actually a b c s the s is the story one so they might not be of great quality they might be damaged or you know you might not even know who's in the photo um but possibly they they do tell an important story. They might be, you know, even if it's blurry, but it might be the only photo you've got from your great-grandmother or something. Oh, okay. And then you don't throw out just because it's blurry, because it tells a story and it's really important. So okay. the A's and the S's, these are the ones that we recommend to scan and mm-hmm. to work through the way so, you know, to try and write down the stories that go with them and, and display them, keep them in albums, scan them, all these things. These yeah. are the most important ones. And especially if you're talking about creating a legacy collection, that comes into play. And that, that's what happens when you sort them, you know, you and having that goal okay. in mind, yeah. um, you do that separation sort of thing, yeah. So I guess as well when you're doing some sorting, you could have those categories in mind as mm-hmm. well, couldn't mm-hmm. you? So yeah. if yeah. you're sort of making a, if you make a, like your pre, a broad sort like yes. 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, mm-hmm. and then within that you could do, okay, these are the album worthies, these are the box, these are the yeah. ones that I'm going to throw out and then these are the really special ones. Yes, yes. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, knowing your goal will then help you decide what mm-hmm. you're going to do with all of those. Like are yeah. the album where these, you know, is your goal to mm. um, reduce the volume, then that means mm-hmm. everything except the A's and the yeah. C's can go, or A's and the S's can go. Yeah. Um, but if you just want them organised, then you'll keep all except mm-hmm. the C's. Yeah, exactly. But you just yeah. decide where they go. Okay, yeah. that's really yeah. helpful. I, I like yeah. that. That's a, a useful mm. acronym, yeah. It is, yeah. And once you have sorted them, and as you mentioned before, you know, how do you store them? Obviously, mm. as we said, not in shoeboxes. It's not a great idea <laughs> because what? the chemicals in the cardboard can damage the photos over 
time. Ah. You know? yeah. So, okay, does that mean that the the cheap cloth fabric boxes that I got from Officeworks 15 mm. years ago, are they going to damage my photos? Can you see me cringe? Yeah. Oh, no. I can hear you cringing. <laughs> All right, no. so that needs to be on my radar then. I need mm-hmm. to get some archive-worthy yeah. boxes. Okay. Exactly. that. You say the word, <laughs> archival quality boxes, that's what we want. And it okay. can be cardboard or it can be plastic. If it's 100% polypropylene, it is photo safe. You can okay. store it in that. And in Australia, we've got a couple of really, really good companies that actually supply museums um, with storage boxes in all sizes and forms and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're really, really good to store the photos. That's what I use most of the time. And okay. also, you know, I like to use local. So, <laughs> and they're yep. safe and um, they can stay there. And, you know, obviously also... One is to keep them in an archival quality box or container, but the other one is also the garage or the attic or the basement, things like that. This is not the place where you need to store your photos, even if they are in an archival quality box. (laughs) It's not going to be good for them. So they should be in a dry, darkish place. Oftentimes it's sort of like in the middle of the house, maybe in a cupboard. Um, not in a bathroom where it gets damp and you know I have a lot of um, a lot of people living in Queensland that I've talked to um, they have that issue with dampness you know it's always humid up there and it is a problem for photos so you can get these um, you can add a few of these silica gel sachets to make sure that everything stays dry Okay, mm. and you, if you don't want to buy them, you can just collect them when you buy your shoes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just like keep the ones that come in your shoe boxes. You get a couple yeah. of them when you buy when you buy yeah, shoes. Yeah, they're everywhere. Uh, I saved them for a while, but then I've been, I never. I mean, I'm in. I live in Adelaide, like so. There could not mm. be a drier place yeah, <laughs> for me to keep my dry. photos. We have. Um, it's pretty dry here. We're the driest state yeah. and the driest continent on the planet. So. Yeah. So we I don't have a problem with damp here at this house. But yeah, many many of our listeners will definitely have damp mm. that they need to deal with, mm. that's for sure. Mm. Yeah, and so you're right, like those the archival boxes, they don't damage the photos, but if they're put in an environment that will damage the photos, yes. they're not going to protect them from um pests, they're not going to protect them yes. from heat, you know, like a, mm-hmm. a 40 degree day here in yeah in Adelaide mm. um which you know for you Americans this is that's like over 100 you know you will if you've got yeah. them in the shed up high next to the tin roof then they're going mm. to be damaged aren't yeah. they yeah that's no, not even a if great they're idea. In, yeah. yeah yeah no that's yeah. not going to be good for them it's not like you know we can't expect from from people like you and I that we've got a a room in our house that we've got on perfect temperature and whatnot yeah. like a museum <laughs> yeah. but um yeah, some somewhere I'm but sure you've got a cupboard where you can where, where you can keep it and where temperature doesn't fluctuate too much despite the hot days and whatnot. Um, mm. You know, you got to stay real too, but just do the best you can <laughs> and being yeah. aware of these things and and don't store them under the house here in Australia. We don't have the basement so often, but we've got under the house and. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The weather is going to get them, all the pests, yeah. uh, and it rats will eat through anything. Yeah, and look, it's it, it was really amazing. Um, 
in in my own case with the family photos, we in the end we had almost exactly four thousand photos and a few documents that we scanned, and the rest we threw mm-hmm. out, yeah. and it went back to the oldest photo was from nineteen hundred. Um, and now these four thousand original photos, they sit in the archival boxes. They've got the size of a shoebox, more or less. Mm-hmm. So they at my mom's in a cupboard, and that's all that's left. Four shoe boxes. Wow. For a hundred years, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. And it doesn't take up a lot of space. And yeah. even if you've downsized and you need to free up space, you know, it's not going to take up that much if you sorted yeah. everything in into these boxes. Four sh- mm. four shoe boxes worth isn't isn't taking no. up a great deal of space, no. considering you know that. Like I've just I've got a whole one whole bookshelf shelf mm, full of yeah. <laughs> um, albums. So you know, and if I you know reduce those down to boxes, it would would take up mm. hardly any space at all. So, and it's um, um, I just want to be clear that I'm not saying you should take apart all the albums and get rid of them because there is also an aspect that if the photos are ar- archived in these boxes, chances are that you're never going to look at them again. <laughs> yes. So if so they're in albums, we actually look at them, hopefully, or at least from time to time. So, you yeah. know, it's weighing up. And again, it goes back to the why. Um, like, yes, now we've scanned the 4,000 photos and that's not the end of it. They now flow, of course, into the digital world and we are doing photo books mm. from these. So but it will not take up that much space. So these are things to consider as well and, and to yeah. think about maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to doing our having a chat about digital photos because <laughs> uh, that, that that's just a whole, yeah, there's a lot of stress for people around digital yes. photos. And it's interesting yeah. because technically they don't take up a lot of space yes. from a physical perspective. But over the over the years, I've found that they take up a surprising amount of mental space. Mm-hmm. They do, um, and that's something that we really need to consider mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. we'll do we'll do another episode soon on that one, Chantelle. I think okay. you know, we'll, we'll get together again <laughs> because, and I think I think I said to you when we were chatting about doing this episode, we might even need three, yeah. <laughs> three or so episodes on digital photos. But yeah. um, that's okay. But if yeah. anyone's interested in listening to um, more of Chantelle before. Uh, we get her back on again, check out the DIY Photo Organising podcast uh, and we'll do a link to that in the show notes because you'll find some gems in there about all sorts of stuff regarding photo organising. Mm. And also Chantelle can be found at photosinorder.com.au and you're also on Instagram and Facebook as well, aren't you, Chantelle? That's right, yes, under Photos in Order everywhere, yeah. Okay, so the yeah. tag's the same. Yeah, yeah cool. it's the same tag everywhere. Mm. Okay. Well, thank you so much. We uh, There are other questions and so we'll probably definitely have to tackle another episode, but uh, we've talked enough today. So uh, thank you so much for for sharing all that information. I did regard myself as relatively organised with my photos, but I have now given myself a few jobs to do <laughs> after this and so I'm sure that our listeners will as well because um, everyone's going to be going, oh, I'm a little bit less scared of doing my photos now. So um, that's I think yeah. is a great thing. So thank you very much. Thank you. What we'll also do 
is we will invite Chantelle to join our Facebook community group. So if anyone's got any questions, maybe I can talk her into coming into the group and okay, answering some yeah. questions as well. So <laughs> join our Facebook community group and um, have a chat about uh, photo organising. Let us know what you're scared of. Let us know what you've managed to be winning in. And we will see you next week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.